So hey there, welcome to another episode of Off the Cuff. Uh, today, as usual, we got Bishop, we got Dizzle, we got uh, old Buck in the house, and today we're going to celebrate Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Day. So I'll just give a little background, and then um, we'll just discuss a few things. So he was born January fifteenth, nineteen twenty-nine. Uh, died April 4th, my birthday, 1968. Uh, in the middle 1950s, led civil rights movements. Uh, his leadership was fundamental to that movement's success in ending legal segre segregation of African Americans in the South. Mm -hmm. uh, he was head of the Southern Christian Leadership Conference, uh, attended Morehouse University, and then Crozer Theological Seminary for an additional three years. Um, he, it was later on where he decided that he wanted to be a minister. Mm -hmm. Didn't always set out to be that way. His dad was a minister, by the way. But uh, He met his wife, Coretta Scott, in Boston. Uh, they married in 1953, had four children. Um, and just some highlights. I mean, there's just so many things we could talk about. But he was involved in the 1955 bus incident with Rosa Parks. Uh, many are familiar with that, where she wouldn't give up her seat for a, uh, a white uh, rider of the bus. Um, 1960, moved to Atlanta, uh, became a co-pastor with his dad at Ebenezer Baptist Church. Uh, he spent time in jail, uh, received constant death threats. Uh, in 1968, he said this, and this was kind of my thinking going into this. This was his quote. Living every day under the threat of death, I feel discouraged every now and then, and I feel my works are in vain, but then the Holy Spirit revives my soul again. April 3rd, uh, 1968, King told a crowd at the Mason Temple Church in Memphis, that he had seen the promised land, uh, and he may not get there with them, but they would get there. And then the very next day, uh, on the second story of the Lorraine Motel, he was killed by James Earl Ray. On March 10th, 1969, Ray was sentenced to 99 years in prison. And I think he died in 1998. But his quote, um, I mean, think about this. Here's a man who's trying to see change happen. And uh, he's in and out of jail. Kind of remind me of, of Paul a lot uh, in the Bible. Uh, received death threats all the time. So he's going to get tired and weary. But then he says the Holy Spirit revives him again. And he wondered if what he was doing was in vain. So, um, I don't know. When you think about, you know, this day and, and what it means... Uh, just kind of give us your idea of what you think of Bishop. Um, man, what a hero in a lot of ways, you know. Because um, a lot of kids that we know aren't even really from, I mean, they're not from we know who he is, yeah. but we don't really know what he did. Right, you know? right. Mm -hmm. uh, I consider him a hero. Um, one to look up to, yeah. um, one to aspire to, um, to really come from nothing. Um to lead a movement, to lead a group of people. Uh, and and his life's work, and I think one of the biggest things that I try, I've tried to learn from it, is his life's work wasn't just based on what he could tangibly hold today. Right. But it was leaving a legacy of a better tomorrow for the ones coming after him. Um, and I think we get so wrapped up in right here, right now. Yeah. I want, I need. 
that, that we don't take the time to look to the future and see, okay, how can we make this world better for our children's children? Right. Um, and that's what he did. Um, if you've never listened to the Eye of Dream speech, it is, it is very inspiring yeah. on many platforms. Um, and that was in Washington with about 200,000 people yeah, there yeah. Uh, when he delivered that speech. Yeah. He was very eloquent. Very, very good in his yeah. speaking, for uh, sure. Very intelligent man. So uh, today, you know, it's a quick, it's a quick, normally it's a quick thing because we're, oh, yeah, we're out of school. You know, we don't have to get to work today for a lot right. of people. Um, but it's more than that. It's, it's, even for Martin Luther King Jr., it's taking that God-given purpose that may seem crazy to a lot of people. It may tick a lot of people off, but when God puts that seed inside of you and he plants that burden inside of you, that are, are you willing to go the distance to, to see it come to fruition? Right, because, you know, we spoke of this earlier when I was just researching some things that uh, he was very young when he yeah, died. He yeah. seemed like he was much older, you know, I guess from the intelligence level and just his passion. You just don't think of someone of that age. You know, he died, uh, how old? Let's see, 29? 40? Yeah, before he was basically 40 years, well, he was 40 years old, but um, that's young. Yeah. You know, I'm 46. Yeah. So, um, and, you know, just researching back, I mean, the it, it bothered him from a young age of having friends and then, you know, the white friends coming back and say, well, my parents said we can't play yeah. anymore together, yeah. you know, because kids don't see color. No. It, it was years before my kids realized that people were different colors. Yeah, right. Yeah. You, know? um, <clears throat> you have to. You don't have to teach love, or I mean, you have to teach love because um, just hates everywhere. Yeah. You know, and it's it's. And what do you say? Hate can't drive out hate. Right. Toby Mac posted one of uh, Dr. King's quotes today yeah. and it was it was really good you know you'll see that on social media if you're on there but mm-hmm. um, he was inspired a lot by his uh, mentor at the theological seminary to hey be the change yeah. you know so that's where it really I, I think it started a, early but it birthed in him in college to really be changed yeah and that's the thing that sticks out to me a lot too is that he wasn't just talking about it. Right. He was being about it. Well, I jotted that down when we first started. Don't, yeah. you know, just talk about it. Be about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dizzle, what you think? You're probably the young, well, how are you? I, I, I win. Uh, I, win the youngest, the youngest, I win the youngest okay. card. <laughs> I was thinking Dizzle was younger. Nope. Um, I think it's crazy how relevant he still is. I think what he stood for is always going to be relevant, but it, it's sad, I guess, how relatable we still are to it because right. of, the issues we still deal with that he was fighting for, you know. Um, I mean, I would say it's probably better, obviously, yeah. than, than it was when he was around. But I still feel like we have a long ways to go, like at least even like underlying, you know. Yeah. It may not always be so in your face, but. I feel like if he were here today, he would be disappointed. Yeah. I, I think he'd still give the same speech right. if he was here yeah. today yeah. in a lot so, of ways. But I don't know. I, that, I think it's what kind of. I mean, we, we we get Columbus Day out, we get President's Day out, I and mean, we don't see any quotes or anybody like, yay, you know, like, right. but we still see so many quotes and things that he said that are so important still and still relatable to right. the issues we have today, you know? Yeah. And so is it better? Yeah, but it's sad that we're still dealing with some of the questions and right. issues that yeah. we still deal with, you know? Yeah, I, I mean, I've, I've come a long way. I mean, for me to say... 
Because I've always said this, you know, I mean, you guys aren't from around here, but I graduated from Wilson High School, you mm-hmm. know, got Go Tigers. And I'm proud of that, you know. But, I mean, if you just look at it statistically, um, we were by far predominantly more uh, black versus white. And me going to that school, I never really looked at it like that. We had a black uh, principal, Dr. Allie Brooks, uh, who was still doing great things in our community today. And I mean, he just ran a tight ship. He didn't care what color you were. You know, if you needed to pull your pants up, boy, pull your pants up, (laughs) no matter what color you were. Um, And some of my best friends growing up, you know, through ball and different things were, they were black. And I never really looked at it as color, you know. Um, And then, so I'm thinking in my mind that I'm not prejudiced, right. you know, because I've been around this my whole life. Yep. Um, I, I didn't come in, come up in a home that was hateful towards different color. Yeah. Um, now, I will say this, the interesting thing, because this leads into what I'm talking about, you know, I don't think my dad necessarily wanted us to date hmm. outside of our color. And I can see that it's different. I don't, I'm not saying it's bad, you know. I've, I've heard so many people misquote the unequally part in the Bible. <laughs> yeah, right. Spiritual yeah. is not yeah. color. Yeah. Right. Um, but then, years later, my brother uh, marries a black woman, Keisha, who we love and never look at color, yeah. you know. Yep. So, uh, but when that happened, I remember thinking, wow, I mean, this this is a little different, you know. So it really made me do an internal check to see, is there anything in there that I'm right. not even sure is in there? Yeah. Because the bottom line is, we as Christians are called to love everybody right. because everyone was made in God's image. Right. So, I, you know, I don't look at color. Max always said, just try to look at it as uh, a soul with a body um, because God loves everybody. Mm-hmm. So... Um, but it, it, his quote was interesting to me that there were times even then that he felt like what he was doing was in vain. Yep. Um, but you say it's better. I do believe it's yeah. a little better. But I mean, we don't have separate bathrooms and things, you know. Right. And so it's, I guess now it's more underlying. Yeah. It's like people have these subconscious thoughts that. Right. I don't and know. I mean, there's racial tension both ways. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, it goes both sides of the fence. Oh. Uh, I've had friends that I've talked to that, you know, I mean, listen, slavery comes up and my thought is I wasn't a part of that yeah. and would like to think I wouldn't be a part right. of that. So, yeah. um, I mean, it's unfortunate that people go through things, yeah. but, you know, we're trying to progress here. Uh, and if we keep living in the past, we're never going to push forward yeah. to where we need to be is my thought. But um, I don't know, Buck, what, what you think when you think of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.? What a comment he made <clears throat> about the hate, you know, driving. Hate will never drive out hate. But love is what it's going to take to drive it out. But, you know, all he pretty much did was reiterate Scripture. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. If if we all live by what the Word says, mm-hmm. then I'm not taking anything from him. But if we were living by the Word of God, then we wouldn't be necessarily having to have him stand up at a podium and, and say the same thing right. but that's that's where we're at i mean that we we do we we tend to hate stuff that's not like us um 
you know, I, I don't understand it. You know, we can we can talk about what's going on in the uh, overseas right now with Iran. I, I would venture to say that most Americans are not real happy about Iranian people right now. Right. It's just, I don't know, I think it's an evil thing. I think it, he was just trying to fight an evil uh, a battle because whatever the devil can uh, screw up with mankind, mm-hmm. then it's going to be total chaos. Yeah. Okay. But if we just love one another, man, just think about it. I was um, I was watching um, live PD this weekend, and Did you every, see any people on there. No, <laughs> the closest they got to us was in Richland County, and they stay busy in Richland County now. Shout out to the sheriff office over there, but but um, but most people that did get pulled over, it did become a racist thing, yeah. and it turned into a big old ordeal, and um, it's kind of hilarious. But that's where we're at now. We want to blame other people for our actions and. Instead of taking responsibility, but if we just love one another, man, so much of this stuff would just simmer down, and that's that's I think what he was really trying to to um, get across. Yeah, I mean we we've come a long way, and you know we don't have to use separate bathrooms, separate right. water fountains, and different things, but which still blows my mind that we live in an era that that actually happened. I know, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like I just I'm like it was before our time, right? But like it's hard to think, but it's not that case. long ago, right? You know, which yeah. is crazy. Yeah, I, um, we were even, we were talking about it with the kids the other day, and and one of the kids was like. That doesn't make any sense. Why? Yeah. Why do you need? Why do you need to do that? Right. that, that it just yeah. it was it was foreign to them, which I'm glad yeah. because that shows okay. At least maybe we're doing a little something right at home, you know. Right. Um, but it goes back to the point too that that hate is taught. That that is something that is yep. God did not instill that mm-hmm. in you when He created you, right. mm-hmm. and and unfortunately through selfishness, it it is birthed in somebody yep. and going back to what Buck said I mean if, if we would live like Christ lived right um Bauckham said we're all just a different shade of brown and I like that yeah I, I mean, um especially you are I mean you, <laughs> yeah. your shades go like to extremes during the winter and the uh, summer right. <laughs> we treat you the same way <laughs> yeah we right. treat you the same way no matter what right um and I like what Kurt Franklin said Kurt Franklin said that it didn't matter what color Jesus was as long as his blood was red it doesn't matter what color you and I are as long as our blood is red right and and that's what we've got to get back to we all bleed the same yeah yeah it's um it is amazing to think where our country was at one time and and how we have progressed some but uh you know I just try to put myself in the position if if I came home and my kids were upset because someone wouldn't play with them because of their color yeah that would bother me Yeah. yeah you know if I'm slighted in a position because I mean we're all of us love sports at this table you know the NFL is still talking about or Major League Baseball or whoever that you don't see a lot of African uh, African American males being hired as football coaches and baseball oh, coaches sure. and different mm-hmm. things uh, and they're slighted because of their color that may or may not be the case I don't know because right. I'm not in that position but if it is, then shame on you. Yeah. Because if you're going to hold somebody back that's qualified that can right. do a great job just because of their color, yeah. then you're the idiot. You're the problem. Yeah. yeah. Um, Agreed. But my whole thought in this as we wrap it up is I love the fact that the man was so passionate about change that he actually did something about it. And the way he did it was... He wasn't violent. He wasn't. He wasn't violent. He wasn't stupid. 
he 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 did it peacefully. Right. He did it as a gentleman would. Yeah. I think he did it like Christ would. Yeah. Um, he stood up for truth. He stood up for the underprivileged. He stood up for right. Yeah. He didn't make a big scene about it as far as promoting himself. Right. Which a lot of these people are doing today. Right. Um, and, and so I like the way he went about it too. That, that speaks volumes to me. And he didn't have social media. Did no, he? he didn't. It could have been far better if he had that. Oh, I wow. Know. I know, right? How wow. About that? wow. Yeah. It changed everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I would ask you, what's your passion? Yeah. And if it's that deep in you, then do something about it. Yeah. You know, yeah. the one thing that pops in my mind now that we're dealing with on a grander scale, and we've talked about this before here, is like human sex trafficking. Yeah. If we're really that passionate about it, then... We can make change. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, we've got to, to stand behind the ones who are really trying to push it and do something about it and be the voice for people that can't uh, voice themselves. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I just read on social media a couple of days ago where, uh, and I didn't click on because of time, but there's a young black woman who is um, going to trial for killing the, the man who got her into sex trafficking. Oh, wow. You know, that's a tragedy if that's true. Wow. Um, <laughs> I hope, you know, that there's nothing to that story. But uh, whatever it is, human sex trafficking, if it's just trying to make a better neighborhood where you live, mm-hmm. um, trying to create change, um, we're in the business of trying to win people to Christ, to change their lives forever. Uh, just be passionate about it. You know, are there going to be times where we get weary in the fight? Absolutely. Are there times that we feel like our work may be in vain? Probably so. (laughs) Um, But I love how he ended. He said, the Holy Spirit just keeps reviving my soul. You know, so that's why we keep doing what we do. So So thank you all again for being with us for another episode of Off the Cuff. We'll see you back here next week. Same time, different topic.